0: Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jojo D, a.k.a. Joe Jr., Jojo Dancer, and Dillity Sports. However you're reaching out, I'm glad to have your time. I also have my co-host with me, LT. Once again, this is Commonwealth Sports Talk, where this show is designed to spread knowledge, inform and teach listeners about the positive advancement of Virginia athletes, born
1: or raised, and definitely born and raised. That's right, and today's topic of the day is going to be high school standouts, and our guest is going to be Daryl Watts, head coach of the Armstrong High School Basketball Team. Yes, yes, that's going to be a great one we have coming for you. We also have
0: thought of the day, did you know, national sports, healthy lifestyle, among more. So let's stay tuned in to Commonwealth Sports Talk, but we'll transition right into the thought of the day. Um, you know, I, I, I pretty much... Have a real simple thought, Um, you know, and obviously for what all is going on right now, my thought is going to be with educate, inspire, lead, and do it peacefully in your best Sunday suit. Yes, in your best Sunday suit. I took it back to a church quote. Um, make sure you put some respect on your character you know and how you lead you definitely understand this is an opportunity so please lead with a plan lead smart make sure your actions are justified how you want them to be representative of you and yours so that's my thought of the day
1: man what's yours bro okay my thought of the day is going to be do your part, you know, and as that applies to everything that's going on, um, you know, do your part just simply means everybody has a gift, right? We're all shaped by our own experiences, and your experience, your story can help somebody else, and it will help somebody else at some point. So, um, you know, Everybody's contribution, you know, is, is different to others, but when it comes to understanding each other and making this world a better place, man, do your part simply means just whatever you whatever you know and whatever you've gone through, let that be a lesson not only for you, but you know, to everybody you come in contact with. Share your stories, you know, share your experience. And and that's how we grow together. And that's how we build a better world, man, one brick at a time. I love that's, it. That's bro. my day.
0: I love it. it. It goes hand in hand. And, you know, with this being the fifth episode, a lot of the times we are not scripting everything together as formidable as we did from previous shows. So for the fact that we did not discuss the thought of the day and it still links is, is a true testament to what I'm about to transition into. Um, you you know, the story with Daryl Watts. So um, we're going to talk about that as we bring him in. Um, you know, this guy, I had him on my list because I worked with him past time. Great guy, basketball-minded, proud HBCU guy. So I had an opportunity to build with him, and I think it was a great opportunity uh, for both of us, nonetheless. And, you know, I put him on the list. I was like, let's let's interview him. Let's see how this goes. Um, right. So I went ahead and got a yes from him. Everything was good. Mind you, this was probably a month ago. So Mm -hmm. it's more like, okay, he comes back and gets, you know, with everything going on, an opportunity to share his voice. And not only does he do it just to a circle, he does it to a whole city, let alone a state. So, you know, to have him now be a guy that we're interviewing, I think is a great transition, a great opportunity, a great forecoming of just doing your part, like you said, and it all coming together because it wasn't planned to be any type of political, promotional thing. It was all timing of how leaders move, you know. So, nonetheless, I just wanted to give him that great introduction as we bring him in. Um, once again, this is Commonwealth Sports Talk. You're listening to JoJo D Radio with LT. We're about to bring in Mr. Daryl Watts. Tune in. Keep it up.
1: Hello. There you made it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> here. I'm here. My god. Good to have you on, man. Thank
0: you.
2: Good to talk to you.
0: And we're back here. This is Jojo D here with LT and we've got Coach Daryl Watts of Armstrong High School here with us. Um just glad to have you here, man. Um, just want to get started real quick and, and, and kind of go into your season with your boys at Armstrong. How, how or when did you know that your boys were starting to turn that light on and were ready to kind of make a good, strong run? we started off in
2: November. Um, and we implemented a whole new system, so we were kind of inconsistent during the season and at various times during the season they would get the but i kept on trying kind of them the importance of just improving everything And like the last two weeks of the season we started hitting that stride i think we ran off about seven or eight times. okay nice
0: so the boys started to buy into the system more so, and and things started clicking for them, and the game got easy.
2: Absolutely, and, and and then with us, um, so I think you know, at our we're not the biggest team, but we are extremely fast. So after that, when want to of sport, we need to play at our tempo, and um, I love with it. With this, um, we want to play fast. We want to push the ball up the court. And then we want to make it uncomfortable for you when I'm on the decent side school. And so we, we implemented the one through one And um, we just encouraged them to get that hand on As many balls as possible. They actually really liked the one
0: one you know? So it became a part of our journey. You know, I, I, I had the luxury of coaching for two years in the high school levels and one thing I saw immediately is that when they buy into the small parts, the hustle, the effort, buying into the defense and offensive schemes, um, the game becomes so easy that you're talking on a second wave of the game. It almost, it almost makes you feel like you, you have to acknowledge in reflection after a season like you had this year, that when you start off this coming up season, Hey, I've got to go back to the beginning and I've got to make sure that these guys understand this concept so that we can get to where we need to be. Is that correct? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and I, it's unfortunate that we going through a pandemic but I was looking forward to um, getting work in so that we could really um, take a and, and, and polish up things. And then when we hit no customers it will be able to do, and then december will be we hit the ground running um
0: yeah because because y'all are young aren't y'all
2: yeah we, we lost two starters um, but i had two kids made first team that one made first team all region, and the one made second team all region. we were a created monster actually where well, we had three kids average right around 15 16 points a game one of them is gone but um you know, when that
0: one week somebody else got to in the field Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see what you got for man. And
1: that's that's impressive man. And and really let's just go back to you saying that you guys started in November. And had to de- develop that identity. Yeah. As a as a basketball coach, man, as a coach who also coached on that level, I gotta tell you, a lot of times you late to the party in November, Absolutely. right? Like, you know, the other teams have already developed chemistry, already have chemistry, they already know what they're running. Like that's that's just a testament to you know how well you guys jailed and you guys clicked mid-season. That's that's super impressive. I'm gonna share something with you. We um uh, due to circumstances beyond
2: my control, we didn't actually start practicing until November, early November. We played three
1: that's we crazy. played
2: well, it gets crazy because we jumped the old system and we, we we implemented a whole new system. Um, <laughs> we played at the beginning of the season, we were playing a four out one in flex. Um yep. and right. then we changed like three weeks in, I found a five out offense that I really liked and it was better suited for us. Um like I said, we Yeah so we went five out and we just I mean, I didn't fuss at mistakes, you know. I just it's my job to fix mistakes. Right. So um, and I will. I will. I always tell my kids, I have no problem with mistakes as long as you're going 100 miles an hour. If, if it's a, a half tail mistake, then aggressive. No problem. Mm-hmm.
0: Aggressive
1: mistakes. That's right. That's that's the name of the game. Go. So, um,
2: Usually, once they once they got the gist of what we were trying to do, usually when they made mistakes, they could correct themselves. And like I said, they really okay. liked what we were doing. Um, and then, like I said, for us, we're we're probably gonna, um, edge, uh, going to butter our bread on the side of the floor, where well, we're going to force you to play faster than you want to. Yes. Um, we 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 run we run. Um, probably. I probably don't run as much as I want to. Um, they um, And that's always. Go all the way back to my today, day. You're around. My
1: team's always pressed and always playing. Yes. That's, that's the way to do it right there. Definitely. five out is, is a today's approach, man. A lot of teams are doing that today and finding different variations and different ways you know, to, to attack on offense. So hey, that's
0: t- all let, let me talk to a younger crowd. It's called positionless basketball. We've, we've spoken with Dewey Maxwell. We're speaking to, with Coach Watts. It's positionless basketball crowd and audience. This is what is it is all about now. And so if you are a good coach, it's gonna show when you can muster the best out of what you got regardless of how hard, how tall, Whoever you face, you get the best out of your kids, then you can hold your head high.
2: I can tell you, I can uh, tell you this. Um, I, I, my best player, he only played um, one box a year, and he made all-state. He, can, as mm. a freshman, like, between his freshman and sophomore year, I had him playing the four. I think. And he would duck me. He would duck me so because he didn't want to play the four. He's six-two, and at Armstrong, six-two is a good four. This year, he yeah. played the one. He played the one, and like I said, he only played one year
0: of and I think four or five ball games as a junior.
2: And you made first team all state. That's getting it. Yeah, it
0: is. That's, that's a testament to the program. That's a testament to him staying strong with the program. You having your hands on those kids. Because um, it's easy to get straight away out there um, in the city of Richmond. Um, and you definitely keep a kid like that going through the program, and he's reaped the rewards his senior year. He deserves yeah. that then. He, well, he did something,
2: and I've been coaching for 18 years. He did something that's only been done one other time. He had, as a sophomore and junior, he had academic competition, um, and he wasn't eligible. And we told him to practice the things all last year, you know, practice with the team and do everything the team does, and then you couldn't play, you couldn't play games until you got game availability in second semester. He practiced all year, like, and, and that's a testament to
0: him. Yes, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep using references back to our old shows where Bernard Comer said, You know, let these kids have an opportunity to fail and fall on their face or. or or have opportunity to know what it feels like to come back with adversity. And these are all testaments. You know, I'm right along the story. I'll give my freshman year up, I lost eligibility and it hurt and it hurt like crazy, man. And I promised you, I worked my ass off sophomore, junior and senior year to try to make sure that didn't happen. And I was participating at the best of my ability. So shout out to any kid who faces adversity and still has a story to tell about it. Cause anytime you're able to tell the story, you've
2: survived. I can say this. yo. you know where I work at. You serve. I sir, four housing projects.
0: So, I know exactly so, where you're at.
2: So, so right? it used
0: to be on the a bad version. It used to be on a bad version. Yo, I love when I go out there, coach. You know that? <laughs> Most people don't. I did too. <laughs> I Look, I get it. I get it. Because I really, you know, as a coach, and you can attest to this, your awareness is heightened as a coach. It doesn't matter how you want to carry it. It's it's heightened once when you coach. You, you Your awareness is up there. So with life and everyday struggles as a black man, on top of that, as we'll go later on into the show, I know that that awareness going into a place like that is heightened, but I love the environment and I love the culture and I love how There's so many kids that's untapped and don't realize it. Like, it's just such a, um, it's a pool for education. It needs that, it needs that love.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. I appreciate your time there. We have now, the first half of the interview with Daryl Watts there. I really appreciate his time and efforts getting on the horn with all that he has going on, Uh, but we're going to transition right over to national sports. Um, Obviously the the sports are starting to ramp up LT. So, you know, national sports week by week is starting to get a little more interesting, man. And um, I'm going to go ahead and kick off with the NBA, starting their season, everybody in agreement. players, union, owners, uh, that's real good when a plan comes to fruition. Um, so they're going to go with 22 teams. It looks like they'll start July 31st, uh, full ramp up, man. I mean, a full ramp up training camp. They're talking about scrimmages, everything. So, you know, they're going to get their full ramp up, which is good. So you should get a good product. Um, And out of the 22, you know, it's not 11 and 11 like traditional. It's 9 and 13, which is very, very interesting. Um, I think we all know the dynamic of the NBA, though, where as of right now, the West is heavy. Um, So you're going to have more star power in the West, which is probably why they call it the 13 teams, Um, especially when you look at the 9 through 13 seeds right now probably could take on the nine eight and seven oh, yeah. in the east right now um and so you know it just it it's just a sad thing where the nba said this is how we're going to do it we're going to meet our contract we're going to meet our numbers we're going to hit it and we're going to have enough teams so that the money keeps flowing and give you a good product and so i have no quarrels with that at all um i just wonder how that happened but i think i just answered it right there by saying that contract money talks man so you know shout out to them in national sports with that because you know on a side note it looks like baseball is is sitting at a round table where nobody agrees so what's your yeah what's your what's your national news news, i'm gonna
1: go with the nfl man um you know and Roger Goodell, you know, having to to try to get in front of his PR nightmare, um, trying to get on the right side of history as far as, you know, apologizing for the, the whole, you know, Kaepernick thing. Um and then you had of course like, you know, statements like such as Drew Brees, you know, um and and that and that go around, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of players have have come out you know they've done their part in their respective cities you know and sharing their stories and you know standing on the front lines you know for social injustice and you know um, you know as the commissioner he was he came out and just you know publicly admitted that he, he got the situation wrong that he got the he got the situation wrong you know owners got it wrong and and, you know, the public backlash, you know, for Colin Kaepernick just trying to, you know, stand up for what he saw, um, you know, has now come full circle.
0: Yeah, I I, I want more. I'm oh, sorry. Of course. I want more. I want to I know why, how, and when, and, and the decisions made to determine how he got it wrong, but that's a part of that one percenter club where we don't get to be privy to however want a one percenter stepped out or spokesman because that's ultimately who commissioners and and you know the commission in chief or, or whatever title they have but that that's their role. Their role is to be a spokesman for that one percent club of the thirty hey, but you owners. know who
1: we can trust out of all of this? Our eyes. Right. Because we sat here and we watched for the past week. We watched it. Right. We watched we watched the public slowly turn. We watched what we all knew what was true, you know, and we had to watch via video. We had to watch the true evidence, just like everybody else. And Roger himself saw it. And then and then it got it got displayed all over the groundswell of social media. And And by that time, you don't have a choice.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And see, in in that choice, see, you don't have a choice. But here's another thing. You just said your eyes determine it. Shout out to the mm-hmm. Drew Brees situation for all parties Absolutely. and ways involved. Um, Drew Brees is in a position where he could take that public hit. So in the negative light of that, oh, well. Drew Brees is in a position to correct his rights. He's already made his first step to doing it. Right salute drew reeds realized that all his 30 some years of putting forth his best foot forward has been great but it's still not from everybody's perspective or from a worldwide perspective exactly. that's where he had to wake that's, up that's at.
1: what growth is man that and that comes back to talking about your experience right he was talking about his experience right It yep. it just so happens that he yep. didn't I, and I wouldn't say that he didn't listen as much because he seems like a guy that, you know, he you know, he I could say that he's a fair guy as far as his resume. He seems like a fair guy when it comes to personal yep. issues. But the thing is, he doesn't have to experience that. So after he you know, after he hears it and I was having the conversation yesterday after he hears it. He goes back home, you know, he lives with his family. He's he lives in his own skin and his experience. And he walks out the door and he's Drew Brees again. You know what I mean? That's gonna that kind of stuff needs a constant reminder. You're gonna need that. You're gonna need to be reminded of what it's like. You're gonna need to be reminded that somebody else has a different skin and a different perspective and a different experience.
0: Yes. And so, you know, that's why I believe it's going to be a win situation because he's going to be held accountable. He's a very high standard guy for the white culture. Um, I think that he is a great representative prior to that situation. And so even moving forward, he's still a guy I would like to say, hey, he's the spokesman for white America saying that we just want injustice. You know, we, wanna, we want everything to be on a fair playing field. You know, and then let the choices that God has given you the right to have to then determine your outcome, not to be put on a playing field where you're at a pitch mm-hmm. count of zero and two. You know, zero balls, two strikes. Man, you're on defense all day, every day, similar to right. a black man's walk in life. But if you're given a ball count of three zero. Hell, you can take two hard swings before you and have to start focusing in.
1: That's all it is. And that's all it has been from the beginning is awareness. And you're right. Drew Brees is the perfect symbol. He's the perfect signal for um for growth and for, you know, for change. You know what I mean? Because he's a football legend, you know. Yeah. And it just goes to show you that nobody's exempt from this. You know what I mean? No, no Nobody's exempt from, Absolutely. from awareness, man. And it only goes up.
0: And, you know, just to speak on it, just to finalize that, because this is national news and we're going to go right into our VA interest, in fact. But the looting and the messing up of buildings is absolutely wrong. There's no part of it that's right. Because what happens is, is, it's another thing similar to what they quoted Drew Brees doing. You're hijacking the message. If you hijack the message, then they focus on other things. If you go peacefully in protest and state your point and put a plan and put a plan in front of them to where they can't do nothing but sign and seal the law or change the law. That is when we're putting the impact down. Not looting. Looting's not gonna make them do anything besides re ramp up. So you know because yeah in in those
1: situations nobody wins. You know what I mean? But it's still it's sad. It's sad that that kind of stuff has to be a part of the narrative and a part of the story, because it is true that violence warrants violence. You know what I mean? And, and love warrants love. So for us to have to get to that point, you know, in this, in this messy narrative, you know, for us to have to get past it, you know, it's just tough, you know, it's a tough situation, but nothing's tougher than, than watching, watching people's loved ones, disappear man at at a prime age like you can't get worse than that and that's you know that's that's the ugly truth that we're gonna have to grit and bear acknowledge make ourselves aware of and then we're gonna have to build the build the platform man so we can all get across
0: yes yes and that That is that national tidbit because it's bigger than sports right now. It's been bigger than sports, but sports can do a lot in this regard to bridging the gap and doing a lot for social injustice. So um, going over into Virginia, because we're dealing with Virginia here, who is in a half phase one, half phase two approach going back. Um, I've got, uh, did you know an interesting fact? Shout out to the stiff Okay. The whole Brian Stiff yes. family. Do you hear me? Um, Mr. NBA, UVA, Taking back to Brunswick mm-hmm. when he set him on the map, um, playing with the Denver Nuggets, coming back, giving to his community, nice. being yeah. a man of God, raising his boys, having Brunswick High School go five times mm-hmm. in a row to the state title game, just building up a coaching resume and now... Just what we say earlier, the fruits of labor now, just at Old Dominion, loving it. Had the privilege to have both of his sons come through and play for him at Old Dominion. Like, how many times do – how many families in Virginia – I'm, you know what, that might be the basketball family. That might be the Virginia basketball family because your your dad was your college coach. Both sons played for you, and you all did this staying in mm-hmm. the state of Virginia. His oldest left us initially and went to ECU, but they all stayed in Virginia outside mm-hmm. of that one year at ECU. That kind of sounds
1: similar to like on I know on the high school level the the Byrsons were there at Thomas Dale. Yeah, yeah,
0: nice, nice, but yeah, definitely shout out to them. BJ and Brandon are both overseas playing ball right now. The pops are still at Old Dominion coaching. Been a great example of a strong black family, been a great example of how it's done, been a great example of a person not wasting his opportunities. Absolutely. And so, shout out to them, man.
1: Yeah, man. My, uh, my did you know interesting Virginia fact, taking it way back, man. The name is Lawrence Eugene Dobby, right? AKA Larry Dobby. Larry mm. Dobby is known mm. as the first black player in baseball, in professional baseball, right after Jackie Robinson, three months, in fact, after Jackie Robinson. Now, the interesting part about Larry Dobbing and how that plays in the Virginia is that most people don't know that at 17, after playing um, his first couple years in the Negro League, and this is 1952, by the way, he went went and – served his country in world war ii and he played basketball at virginia union that's right basketball at virginia Mm. union Mm. while serving in world war ii he came back and he was the first black player in the american league three months after jackie robinson so he does have that shadow You know, he was the first black player, along with Satchel Paige, to win a World Series for the Cleveland Indians. He was the first black player to hit a home Mm. run in the World Series. And he's also the first black player to lead the league in home runs. 1952, he had 32 home runs and is a seven-time All-Star center fielder, but at one point played – basketball at Virginia Union. How about that? Wow.
0: Shout out to that. Yes, sir. That's a gem. Yes. And it doesn't matter that it was three months later. He walked that same walk of being uh happened to be hum you know humiliated a a
1: pioneer in the game.
0: That's crazy, man. I, I, I can't even think of that time as a nutshell for how yeah. they endured and went through and still perspired
1: Bro, to be great 52 nonetheless. That was 12 years before he had rights. He had civil rights. When I mean, you think about it. That's how crazy that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at I've got the picture of Jesse on the wall and it's 36 Olympics, and he starts the the acknowledgement of Black athletes, pretty much, you know, and, and how it is going to be something that has brought us through. So, you know, um, there's a lot of other ways we've been brought through with having our own, keeping our own, um, but we've been through eras where it has been broken up via drug, via Intentional via demand, via systematic. But throughout all this process, you cannot deny the participation of an African American in sports and the success that they have had.
1: Hey, can't say it better, bro.
0: Man, that felt great, man. I'm just going to go ahead and get back to Daryl Watts with this. And uh, once again, this is Commonwealth Sports Talk. Jojo D right here and my boy LT
1: yeah man and, and in a spot like that you know what I mean like you said they face adversity every day so I mean if they could make it right there at home they could make it anywhere which explains exactly why you guys were 9-1 and one at home last year coach Yeah, man I'm going in there that's what that was we lost in one game, <laughs> that, was, that was the first game in the league. That was the bomb the three weeks of work, man. Introducing the new system. Like, man, you know, we should have won that game. Cool. And that was at OT. That was an overtime that you guys
0: won. Yeah, he so, Man, he does his work, man. Yup. <laughs> wow so look let me just let me just figure this one out here where did the idea come from for you to go ahead and make a stance in regards to today's issues with injustice or with people not being able to be heard or their opinions not being valued what, what made you? say now and also what's the long term what are we looking at how can I be a part I now can I... Um, I I
2: think Joe you and I talked about the end of uh, one of our playoff games had to go to Central Woodstock which is in the southwest and I think the southwest part of the state and it, and it was a Yeah. Um, and we were called the end word and other racial things All of that went into my dog. And then Monday morning I woke up and I heard Sandy's shop. And I'm a big guy. I, like, I love understanding. And I love Sandy's shop. And I heard him in the past that he talked with. And I got in my car and said, man, I'm the longest to get the coach in this area. If we're going to do something, I need to be at the forefront of it. I need to be. And, so, and um, when I did, they were all on board. And it snowballed. It got bigger than I had imagined. I just wanted and I came to come out And so that's, that's where we went. And then when we had the, the Zoom meetings, we planned for today. Everybody
0: said well it can't
1: be a one day one day event. We have to things moving forward. And so
0: sometime next week, how next week. Okay. That's amazing. I'm, I'm gonna have
1: to
2: get me a zoom invite. Well, all
0: you got to do is if I got your email address you can get in. Yeah, I'm gonna send that to you. We'll
2: so I'm I'll Zoom junkie. Like I have a, 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 <laughs> a night coaching room, um where I meet with every where I coach. So we have a couple of coaches from Northern Virginia and um, then on Fridays I have a weekly zoom with my team because I want to I see their faces. I want to see mine. And it also allows them to monitor their activity progress um, and see this.
0: To sometimes, you see, you see, Mont, how uh, the, the life of a coach, even during a pandemic, never stops.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it never stops. Man, you got to have your pulse on them, man. That's that's the only way, that's the only way to stay strong and, and, and to be on a united front.
0: Absolutely, go ahead and give him something. I know you got the biggest
2: thing with,
1: with that,
0: yeah, coach.
2: Um, uh... go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, you're fine. Go ahead. I
2: was saying the biggest thing is what, what, what we do is you have to have a relationship with these kids, um, especially where I am, because most of them don't have males at home. And in order to holler at them and yell at them and, and, and love them, you have to have a relationship to care about them. So I make the point. One, the Zoom thing helps me. And then sometimes I just call. Since we've been out of school, I call. Hey, what you doing? What's going on? You know, and and it doesn't have to be basketball related, but they, I, they need to know. So that when I go in the gym and I yell at them, they know that, okay, he's yelling at me and I don't want to disappoint him.
0: Exactly. It's coming from...
2: And, and, and you know, with that
0: comment, it, it comes hard to state... Uh, the line, or to draw the line, where coaches are able to do that. Um, you you get people who have different perceptions, but you built the foundation with this explanation here by stating you really have to care and get into their lives, especially with your situation with a lot of those kids having you as their male figure that they look out to to see how they want to come. Uh, How they act, what habits they inherit. It's going to come from you mainly. And so that's a testament to the continual labor, effort, sacrifice that you put. Um, So I definitely want to give you a shout out for that because, you know, you're in an area where a lot of people don't go to that area. And, you know, but there's a lot of proud people in that area. And so that's why you got people like you showing that love. So, I definitely appreciate what you've done for Armstrong. Ma, you you got a question for him. I know you do. Nah, I was –
1: yes, sir, I was was saying that, you know, you know exactly, you know, where you stand in all this. That's why when you mentioned being the longest tenure coach in the area – you were saying that you have to lead the charge you know so basically what you're demonstrating to these young men you know and particularly these young black men you know you are you have an effect on them that goes way beyond the scope of basketball you know what I mean and and I I just kind of want to get your your thoughts on that man because I know you know that this goes a long way and just like you said you you build the love first with them so so that when it comes to basketball, all that is is that's coming from a place of love. But, you know, your impact on what you're doing and what you guys did today and, and even, like, your organizi- you're organizing this 804 Coaches for Change, man, that's, that's going to last a long, long time. And, and, and that's what I hope. I, I
2: want to, like I said, of course I'm a basketball coach, but I want to be remembered. More than just basketball. And, Absolutely. You know, I want to have an impact on somebody's life. Um, during the playoffs, we, I think I put on Facebook, I asked my former players to come back and support us. We played Manassas Park. And there's a page on my Facebook page where we took after the game. So when those guys come back, Did something right you know for them to come back to see me and see us and uh so you know it's more than basketball I look at them as my kids
1: absolutely you know and I I saw how much it meant to you you know um, you did the follow-up with uh Sean Robertson's um CBS uh, from yeah from CBS 6 like, that was, that was everything, you know, I even saw you get a little emotional, man, and shout out to Sean Robinson, man, he, he just actually did it did an interview with, uh, Legacy Maker Sports, um, you know, here in the area, so shout out to him, and shout out to, you know, that, that's a good, that was a good piece, too, but yeah, I saw how much it meant to you, you know, just talking about, you know, um, Everything coming in, coming into play, and coming into fruition, you know, with you actually getting all those pages, you know, to stand on a united front for this, for these social issues, man. So, shout out Thank to you guys. for that.
0: Hey, Mont, you just threw that down by me, man. And I realized that when it comes time for us to get some promos and stuff, you right on the money because. We gonna be all right with sponsors and everything. Oh yeah, well,
1: definitely. <laughs> I definitely gotta to talk to you about that. That was
0: right. That was right on cue. I like that. Definitely. Definitely. Yes, yeah, so, sir.
1: So, Watts, what is
0: the, what is the, what is the short-term goal for this upcoming season in regards to your coaches and what you look to accomplish? Is there any type of Small and short-term goals that you were working on, or that you can say that so you would like to the see coaches, happen.
2: The, the 804 so we discussed yes, sir. some issues that we wanted to address. Um, first and foremost, improving relations between um, the black the black community and police, and educating our kids on how to handle interaction with police. Um, you know. Um, all you black men, when they see that siren in that rearview mirror, instantly the hair stands up on their arms and they, they the anxiety sets in. Um, and we want to teach them, you know, when a police pulls up, you need to know how to talk to them and you need to know how to get through that moment. Um, that's one thing we talked about. The other thing we talked about was trauma. What we um, experienced up at Central Woodstock, some of our kids had to deal with some after effects of that. So um, dealing with trauma and mental issues, um, also dealing with authority figures and females. um, And then we wanted to set in some financial literacy education. So um, we we just don't have an agenda, and that will be forthcoming in the next few weeks. We were just
0: trying to put a lot of energy in the last four days to plan for the day. But it will go beyond today. Absolutely. And I want to throw another additional jewel in on there. Shout out to Joe Dillard Sr., my father. Man, and this is in regards to how you just had those kids with their experience. Um, Not being in a culture where they were exposed to that and just being culturally shocked and might be long-term affected by that because they just wasn't prepared for that in any stretch of the manner. Um, my father uh, put me in sports at a very young age and knew the landscape and broke it down to me in such ways that allowed me to maneuver to become the young man that I am now. So, you know, we have an area that's right next that door to us that they do the same thing. They call you out your name. They don't show you any respect and – you know every week we go in and, and i learn. i learned to go in and bust that tail and go on get on that bus yep. and go home and you know it, it's it's a testament to how those are out there silent protesting to those who are peacefully protesting to those who are protesting behind the scenes and to those who are protesting with education and educating others so you know it, it's, it's a, I really feel for those boys to go through that because as a player I had to go through it, that situation and as a coach I had to take boys into that same environment and um, I had a star athlete get called and he reacted and I had to forewarn him and he still reacted and so I was disappointed in him and that's how we are as coaches, we hold our kids accountable so he was, he was utterly mad at me for a second because he thought I was taking somebody else's side. But I told him, I prepared you to be prepared to face something. Whether you faced it before or not, I've prepared you to face something. And I needed you to act a certain way. And, you know, that, you know, that was a quick lesson to him. And He's forever my son too, just like how you have a million sons. So I just wanted to give a shout out to that story. I know I kind of, ran off of that, but that's a sensitive spot there for everybody when you deal with that. Absolutely. When you go to an area Absolutely. and there's a crowd nonetheless that you're not familiar with, but at the same time, you're not prepared for it. And So when you said you're gonna educate these kids and you know teach them how to interact with police, the one thing I thought of was they just need to be educated and know the laws, be educated and know the ins and outs. Be educated and know what's good and bad. And then in that case, they should always have a better chance knowing that, too. So, like I said, man, I'm going to definitely link in with you on that and and start to um, put my foot forward with that, too, because I absolutely believe in what you're doing. Nah, so um i just pretty much finished that out and so what i'm going to do is go ahead and get your your, your roundup on uh, your start of the week give you the floor give you a minute to talk about everything that you want to do with um you okay. know the movement anything man um, you, you,
2: you I got it so I as far as what, what the group is hoping um, to accomplish um, the have to do understand the legislative part of it and, and how important it is to vote. So, you know, we, we will have some kind of education in that area as well. Um, um, and and, and make sure that, that they know. Um, I think Jason Williford stated today, if you're if not with us, then we need to vote out. And if he's going to help us, then, of course, we're going to support you. Um, and so, you know, I need to impress upon my kids the importance of voting. Um, I heard. I think one of my friends told me this week that he doesn't normally vote, but in light of everything that's going on now, he is going to vote, and, and it's big because that's how we get changed. Um, as far as my kids so, um yeah, I can't wait to get back to the gym. This COVID nineteen thing is really throwing a monkey wrench in. They are. They they are calling me and texting me. I asked them, can they get in? And. Yo, you know I'm a gym rat. I, I love to be in the gym. Um, so you know, and like I said, we have some things we need to polish up. We were two games away from playing the state championship game, and being that close, you know, that makes me that more anxious to get back to work. Yeah, absolutely. That's a taste
0: buds, boy. Um, yeah. Absolutely. with my
2: guys, the guys I have on the <laughs> back. Um. Like I said, we lost Lee of and, and Tyron Johnson. That was the six two point guard that I mentioned. We lost him, but we kept our other two parts of so that okay. we the monster that I mentioned. be um, Lee Bryson, as a sophomore, as a freshman, he started the whole team. He averaged six points a game. This year, he averaged 15. Um, he needs a little less than 400 to get to 1,000, and his confidence is by the day. Um, I'm excited. I love that. You know what I I'm love excited about?
0: Club. I, and love I it. had
2: a conversation in the preseason. What's and that? He stated, you know, I asked him what his goals were and you know, he told me and so I said, what's the plan to get you your goal? And he didn't have an answer but he went home and thought about it and I got a text saying, coach, I'm going to start coming to school at 6 in the morning and getting my shots up before school. And then come back after school, you know, and, it. and it paid off because, like I said, going oh, average man. went up back 10 um, And we talked about what he need to do to improve. Um, excuse me.
0: The fruit of labor. Absolutely. Absolutely. The fruits Absolutely. of your um, labor. Then
2: I have DeJuan Williams, who is, I guess, after this converted to a junkyard dog. Sometimes I had to I had to take the
1: newspaper
2: and pet that dog Love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but he, he's so competitive. So competitive sometimes he gets his own way. Um he's also they got a to accept the challenge. Uh, he led us to scoring. he had sixteen points a game this year. But he also wants to challenge the challenge of guarding other team's best player. Um so so
0: that's
1: that
0: guy. Um, oh, love I'm it. Trying to help. Oh yeah. He wants, oh, yeah, he, he wants that smoke. He wants two way action. I, that's, I am an he advocate is. for two way ball players. man.
2: Those
1: are, those that's are the dangerous good. ones, um, man. I'm,
2: I, I'm not even worried about so much. His basketball problems. I, I'm trying to get him to be a better teammate. And, um, a better teammate because because i've seen him yeah. like i i think i went off one day on him at the end of the season because i didn't think he treated his teammates well and so um and and to his credit yeah after i went off the last two or three weeks you could see a change in behavior so um we talked yesterday i called one of those random phone calls and you know, we discussed that, you know, and and it's a thing that I'm, I'm going to keep on discussing until he demonstrates that that he can be a leader. And, and and sometimes your teammate might need a kick in the pants, but also they need a pass on the back as well, you know. Um, Absolutely. Um, uh, Anthony Billups transferred from Farana. Um, he's a big guy. Um, probably in our system, he's probably going to get in better condition. Um, six three, six four. Um, I tease him a lot because he stopped at Wawa every morning before coming to school to get a son or something. And, you know, probably need to lose a little weight, but he's a, he's a boy so, crack so... so, so. Um, and and I, and I would like to think that he's gonna be war, um acclimated because, like I say, he transferred from around the last year. He was getting used to everything around the, this past year, um, so I think he's gonna be fine. Um, we also have good. Devon Jones, another version of a junkyard dog. He's a football player. Um, he's a yes sir, no sir guy goes to Franklin Military, but he plays at Armstrong. And Joe,
1: he's the only kid on my
2: team that
0: comes from a two-parent home. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Franklin he, Military. He, I already knew he was he, from a two-parent um, home.
1: He's,
0: yeah. He's Shout out to Power Tam, right? I can tell, tell you this: tomorrow, uh-huh.
2: but I'm not sure the time, but he's going to run here. hill. He, he's we've been running in here the whole time. We've been out for the pandemic. He's been conditioning. Um, what he lacks in talent, he makes up for, and just his understanding of what he does for the team. Um, he's accepting of his role, and so um, he's gained some minutes because he, you know, he he does know his role. He's not out there trying to score twenty points a game. He's gonna take a charge. He's gonna dive for a loose ball. He's gonna rebound. Things like that. Got that guy. And and, and the funny thing is, you gotta have him. The funny thing is, he'll walk in with a
0: military outfit on and
2: having glasses on. And, you know, it's nice kid. And then I've seen. I gotta say I need to one one day say something to him, man. It won't no back then, to So, and and even though I didn't want him to fix it up, I, I was proud that Javon did back then. Yeah. And then the last. Yeah, one, you gotta stand your ground. On the team. I, and The funny thing about it, I saw him play as an eighth grader, and I fell in love with him right away. And um. I started coaching him in the middle school
0: game. He didn't know who I was, and he went home and told his dad that some man was coaching me, and I don't know who, you know, who it is. Hey, man, was that when I, we were sitting on I, the sideline together admiring him? that? That
2: might have
0: been. I no, I sure thought that, was that it. MLK. You know me, I'm, I'm always trying to
2: get one.
0: matter of fact, that was his Deron, I think, or Dede, or somebody. Um,
2: so he That's actually, he came off from, uh, because his dad knew Kenaar, and Kenaar gave my phone number, and he called me and said, I want my son to play for you. He played one year at and then this year, and he kind of pissed me off, because I would watch him during the J.B. game, and he's a point guard running away from the ball. He moved up the yeah he moved up to boxing. Oh, yeah. I don't care who on the floor. You better go get the basketball and your team. And and so, so you know, you it's all know. about feeling confident and and letting them know that you, you know you my guy. Um, and so he he actually won. Yep. I can think of at least two games he won. We beat Parkview because he he caused problems. And then I can't remember somebody else. He scrapped up from baseline to baseline and he, he doesn't mind strapping up um, used to be a quiet dude now he probably talk too much <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's alright man
0: <laughs> that's a good that's a good core of boys man, right yes. there I love
1: it and you're the perfect one for him coach it sounds like you, you really just enjoy it so much and that's that's part of it yeah, that's I, part of I, that winning coach
2: like I said I try to make it right now with us having distance between us. I try to have um, contact with them in some form or fashion at least once a week. Um, Tell you something interesting. One of them, one of them called me one day and they coach, I need a pregnancy test. And after. I had to go get it and I had to talk through the whole process. You we were so stressed out. So stressed out. Um, and he turned out positive. And, you know, I had to let him know that's not the end of the world. The opportunity, the opportunity for you to right. improve <laughs> your academics and your athletic down now will affect somebody else. Um, and so, we, we talked about it and we got him through it. Um, I knew support mother and um, all the while because I was there putting him on that and now when we go back to the gym, I probably can get on him a little more because he knows that I care about him on the back basketball.
0: Yep. Yeah. Hmm? The yep. life of yeah, the listen.
1: coach. Exactly.
0: Hey, deeper than them lines. It's deeper than that sure for every coach, But
2: if you
0: coach yo. in the city, it's, <laughs> yes, it <laughs> it's is. Hey look. Hey look, I know you're gonna appreciate this one. I um before we got on for the interview, I had to run and get my afternoon delights and I went and got oh. me some uh, uh oh. dozen of blue crabs and total mobile. What? That didn't might stand
1: be a them Didn't stand
0: a chance. Yeah, see. see, I knew I was gonna hurt that, that out I, of you. That's that's what I was doing I right there. King,
1: I had them king crab legs uh, last weekend, okay, man. But see, there you know me, I, I, I lived that's six years in in, uh, in the Maryland D.C. area, so you know I'll be missing the wharf, man. I, I just
2: passed through. Yeah. You know, well, I, I I've
1: thought about stopping
2: in Baltimore
1: bring
0: it back home with me. boy boy
1: man,
0: boy yeah I miss it That's we got to sit out we got to sit out and um we got to sit out and have us some, some crabs and chill out one time man cuz that's what I was going to I knew I was going to do that when I was in Richmond with y'all but I never got a chance to do it and that that's just, one of them things you where you know you feel good when you Yeah doing yeah.
2: that neighborhood I grew up with on Ruffalo Playground, Playgrounds, y'all call it, um, I forget what y'all call it. But we would break down and put newspaper down on the sidewalk and throw the crabs out of the newspaper and we have our food. And If you walk down the sidewalk, you would have to walk around. Um, that's, that's just how we do it. And, and, and minutes turn to hours. Man. You just have fun doing that. And then I just introduced the night to a, um, I have a craft table. It's a round table with a hole in the middle. I put a trash bag in the hole. And you just throw the throw, it go. throw the um, yeah. and everything in this hole and, over, and you take the trash bag out, throw it away, wipe the table off and just keep going. And um so so you know that means well, you know I'm serious about these things. I love
0: it. Yes, sir. That's what we talking about, my man. <laughs> I wouldn't bring that yeah, up when we talking yeah, sports talk if we now. won't vote about that everybody. action. <laughs> Look, that's what I wanted to shout out. Look, Phil, we all used to the be at the that, Crabs that. and everything. We, I was like, a Shout out to Kennard, man. That's uh, one of the most realest guys I had the pleasure of talking basketball with out of that eight hundred four. Um, he's definitely done it on all phases. He's doing it as a father, another pl- proud black man in the community, and uh, hey, his boys are something to deal with. So I'm gonna tell you that he right now.
2: Not on the podcast, he has a story to
0: tell. Oh, he coming. He coming. That, matter of fact, that was my shout-out, because I know you're going to have Richmond listen to this, so I need to get my hands back on the conversation with him and we talk basketball, because he got the knowledge. And I need well, – plus, a he a character. We basketball. want characters. First characters all, are welcome.
2: I met Kanawha when I started working recreation 30 years ago. I was his coach. He was playing midgets. And, and I'm telling my age a little bit. But – he has a story to share. <laughs> um, and I was a nominated at McDonald's All-American and was shot in the yeah. knee and ankle his senior year. And and, and, and so I won't tell mm. the rest of his story. Then you won't need him for the podcast. But he has a story to tell. I mean You really need to get him on.
1: That's yeah. We'll have to get that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to biggie him. I'm going to have to summon yeah, him to the table biggie. like Biggie because yeah. he's going to have to give me that story.
1: Might, might have to hang him out the window. Too. <laughs>
0: yeah, because he, he's going to, and he's a leader. You know what I'm saying? So he, he's faced it. So I yeah, I say no more. Say no more. Okay. I'm going to keep it in Richmond real quick and close out with you. Uh, you know, I appreciate your time. Um, you know, next week I've got a young man that you're very well familiar with um, coming to the show. He's uh, just graduated from community. Played at Huguenot. Mr. Jordan Parham is going to be on the show, so we're going to try to get the mind of a high school basketball player transitions with them going on. You know, um he's too hard on himself, um,
2: but Jordan Parram.
0: After you say that, because I didn't want to be biased. After you say that, I'm going to say this because I ain't going to talk that well (laughs) when I have him. But he is one of the purest basketball players I've seen in a while that I've been able to train. And and when I tell you he's got all the fundamentals and, and, yes, he beats himself up, if he can get out of that, get out of his own way, oh, my God. Oh my God. I'm, I'm talking about, I've trained this kid. We shooting two, three feet off the line. He's going 19 to 22 for 25 out of 25 shots. And and, and when he goes 17, 18, I yeah. smirk at him he, and he just, goes, like do I it can. again. If get
2: out He's so smooth with it. Um, we play played this Yes. And I, I might see a
0: Yeah, and that's an honest comment because I'm gonna tell you why he got in his own way. It, it's it's a different world when you're a sophomore and you get that open shot, and it's a different world when somebody at a state level says that boy can shoot, and then your next two years everybody knows in the gym that that boy can shoot, and you're getting two people on you. You're getting, you know, it, it was just a, it was a transition for him right. to still try to play team ball, but having know when to take over. And that's what that was all about. Yep. And so you had that balance. And sometimes it goes one way or the other heavier, but you do it in regards to the team's success. So I'm going to be glad to hear what he's got to say when we get him on, get a young man's perspective. See how he's feeling throughout this whole process and what his message is. I'll do that. And, and I'm sure he'll uh, take it in stride, but there he there. is he is hard on himself. Yeah. <laughs> One of my mentors. One of my mentors. Shout out Mr. Pug. Yep. He's down there coached everybody in, but
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, but no nah, man, I appreciate your time, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to get you back on too, because it's just it gets to the point where um we're all about production we're all about positive moments and positive action and right now it gets no more positive than what you're doing so um, i appreciate your time taking your time out of the day for us Um, you know
2: yeah i appreciate it i'm I'm out of words i'm short. um i I won't lie to you that something beat me down today so
0: as, soon as I
1: hit the, as soon as I hit the pillar, I know I won't have a hard time. tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, well-deserved. Well-deserved.
1: Yes, sir, Coach. You, uh, you, you definitely, uh, definitely a, a model that we need more of, you know, in, in terms of the community, you know, in terms of our youth, man. So we appreciate all that you're doing for Thank sure. You. And thanks for coming on.
2: I'll be in touch, Joe. My I'll
0: God, my you. God. I wanna um,
1: send,
2: you, so, I'm gonna send you. a video. Yes, sir. Of one of my kids that the sick,
0: the senior that
2: I was telling you about. I'm gonna send you one of his
0: games so you can look at him. And right now, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, the senior that's graduating 62 right?
2: Okay. Hey, we he might got... we
0: might need to talk to Mary Washington.
2: Okay. Cool.
0: I'm gonna I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a call. I'm gonna get in touch he, with you. Safe. Alright, man. All right. You do the same, man. And that is Coach Watts guy, right man. there, man. See? See? Yeah.
1: He-
0: when something hits you and you know it's bigger than what you're doing, please take that step forward. That's that's what that's what I'm giving everybody out there Absolutely. with that message.
1: Do your part, man.
0: Do your part, man. Back to your part.
1: Man, it comes full circle. Yeah, it does, man. It comes
0: full circle. And those who are still tuning in, we appreciate you. We definitely appreciate the fan base out there and those who tune in. Commonwealth Sports Talk once again we're at the healthy lifestyle segment uh, but just wanted to once again say that was a great interview with a man with a purpose that's a man Absolutely. on a mission that's a healthy. genuine
1: guy right there Daryl Watts man
0: yeah, yeah. and so he's, he's gonna he's still got a lot in front of him I love it when people know their path and journey and, and they continue to push forward with it so uh, shout out to him um, we'll go right ahead into my active lifestyle is more of a uh, routine that you want to develop um, I'm talking about a lot of people don't want to exercise or put in that time but once again I love speaking to those who are on the cusp obviously you can see who I reach out to people who are deciding they want to but they're not going to they don't know how they don't know what you know and so If you can just have a morning and night exercise that you pick with a bottle of water, you will be fine. You will be starting to see changes immediately if you are not active. If you are already active, it allows for maximum performance for the next day. You start your day off right with a stretch. Um, Obviously, your body wants to stretch when it wakes up. So why not go into a full exercise of stretches and getting your body prepared for the day? Um, after your day you go into nighttime. that stretch is going to allow your body to say that it is now relaxed and anytime you relax you fall asleep when you're on your couch in the sofa you'll fall asleep when you're in the recliner you fall asleep so stretch at night and allow your body to relax and you'll fall asleep
1: yeah it is <laughs> yeah that's a good one man
0: that's a good one yeah that's yeah. simple it's simple, but it, it's, it's one of the ones where you got to be dedicated and continue to do and then it helps in the long run with your day-to-day activities and your, your day, day-to-day, day-to-day
2: life.
1: So. My active lifestyle one. tip for the day is also simple. Um, you know, in the same line of stretching, you know, a lot of times we have that, that muscle tightness, you know, um, with working out and you know pushing our bodies to the limits and a lot of times we don't know how to handle that tightness or how to treat you know those overworked areas of the body you know especially the large muscle groups when you start talking about the hamstrings and quads and all that big stuff but um so my tip is going to be that before a workout before a strenuous exercise is going to be heat You heat the muscles up, right? It's just like what stretching does. It heats the muscles up. You want to be warm when you get into the prime activity of your workout. And then, of course, afterwards, you want to cool down. So um, ice. You want to ice the, the areas of the body that are sore and that sort of thing. And most of us know that as athletes, but I'm going to give you the reason why. So when you're heating up the muscles, you have what's called vasodilation. So that actually... Yes, that actually brings mm. the blood to the to those parts, you know, of the body. So you're warming that up. You're you're putting blood through those those places so that you can um, have maximum length tension, right? Like you can you can stretch the furthest. You can get all the performance out of those muscle groups. And when you cool down, you have what's called vasodilation. When you ice those large muscle groups, what you're doing is you're preventing. Um, the swelling, you're preventing swelling, you're bringing swelling down, you know, your body's already hot and the temperature of those muscle groups are hot, so you're cooling it down um, to slow the blood flow and also to slow any um, any uh, swelling.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds great. That sounds like something... that it seems so simple but it could be misconstrued as a process that people don't remember and you're all jacked up so you know knowing to do the right thing and trying to be as healthy as possible is the whole point that we're trying to get across with that um we definitely want everybody to put their best foot forward in life um in regards to that nature so oh man here we are you know episode five wrap up you know Another one, I love it. Um, you know, it's awesome to have uh the ability to start this show with no sports pretty much going on and to still make it relevant. It's awesome to have a pandemic hinder certain things and we still make it happen. Um and it's crazy that the world still wants to act the way it does and the beat still moves on. So we're gonna continue. Uh, moving on next week with bringing Jordan Parham on to the show of episode six, Huguenot uh, High thousand point basketball score, uh, future doctor on his way to be to Lynchburg to play ball. Um, very proud of this young man. He will be on next week. So uh, once again, thank you for tuning in to Commonwealth Sports Talk. This is JoJo D with my man LT. That's right, y'all stay the healthy, what stay they safe, need, man. Let's get it.